Reality Check Live with Carrie Harrison. Smells like fish. Tastes like chocolate. Reality Check Live. Things were pretty bad down in Beaverton after the Big Beaver River overflowed and sent Beaverites running for their lives. Well, those poor folks lost just about everything. And they almost lost hope. But that's when the people I work for at Philip Morris stepped in. We airlifted in all the supplies that the town folk desperately needed to get their lives back in order. People of Beaverton, we're here to help you. Are you from the Red Cross? No, the Philip Morris Companies. You should have been there to see their faces when every Beaverite was given a carton of Marlboros and a block of expired Velveeta cheese. Here you go, little girl. You need matches? The people at the Philip Morris Companies saw this tragedy as an opportunity. An opportunity to help people. And get around that pesky ban on broadcast cigarette advertising. Um, hey lady? Yep? Um, can I trade in my Velveeta for another carton of Marlboro? <laughs> sure thing, kid. You need matches? Working to make people think we're making a difference. The people of Philip Morris. Reality Check. Live. Next. Preventing Truth Decay. Truth Decay. On Reality Check Live. Richard Nixon was going was reproducing the same deceptions and making the same threats of escalation, including, by the way, nuclear escalation, which, again, we're hearing definite threats of nuclear weapons used by the United States being on the table. We have taken over your radio. We are now in control. We can crank up your radio's volume, or we can turn it down so low that you can barely hear it. Then we can turn it back up and mess around with the bass level. Or we can crank up the trouble. We can blow out your left speaker. Oh, my God. We can even make your radio sound like a broken CDDDDD. We are in total charge. We are in complete control. We are Reality Check Live. Carrie Harrison here with you. This is Reality Check Live. You can follow us anytime at realitychecklive.org or on social media, realitychecklive.org. LV at Reality Check LV. Going to let you enjoy a pre-recorded interview with, well, let's just say a superhero. I want to introduce to you the whistleblower of the century. He's the template for Edward Snowden, for Chelsea Manning, for all the other recent people of great notoriety, of heroism, and certainly uh, people that have become an allergy to a lot of people in power, that's for sure. We're talking about Daniel Ellsberg. He's the subject of the recent Spielberg film, The Post, starring Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. Depending on people's different ages, whether you're listening to this on a stream or a podcast or hearing it live on FM or AM radio, Daniel Ellsberg was a former military analyst from the Rand Corporation. He's the guy that caused a big national uproar back in 1971 when he released the Pentagon Papers, which were 7,000 pages of highly classified Defense Department documents, uh, which were telling the truth about illegal activities with the Vietnam War, and he released those to the New York Times, the Washington Post, and lots of others. Well, he's got a new book out called The Doomsday Machine, Confessions of a Nuclear War Planner. Doomsday Machine is based on Daniel Ellsberg's experience as not only a former defense analyst, but get this, a lot of us didn't know it. He is now one of the few living members of the group who devised America's nuclear strike doctrines. Quick side note, Daniel Ellsberg's release of those Pentagon Papers actually eroded public support for the Vietnam War. And get this, 
it makes it possible for you and me to be here today because he brought about a landmark legal precedent in favor of press freedom, something that allows Reality Check Live to be on and growing every day. Daniel Ellsberg, we're so glad you're joining us. Okay. Thank you, and thank you for that warm introduction. I appreciate it. Was that a great enough encomium? I could go on for 20 or 30 more minutes easily. <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> well, you now, you know, it's one thing to have the President of the United States go after you, but of course he can do things with uh, psychiatrists, uh, with people mucking around in your filing. I mean, you really uh, suffered a lot of distress at the hands of that puck fist. Being on trial basically over two years was a strain, but the real distress was suffered by Richard Nixon, uh, when his crimes that he committed against me in order to stop me from telling secrets about him came home, and it was a major factor in his impeachment proceedings that led to his resignation. So that was true of a number of other people that he assigned to, quote, neutralize me. Uh, Ehrlichman, uh, Krogh, Egel Krogh, uh, Howard Hunt, Gordon Liddy. They really all went down. So they, you know, for once, they suffered the fruits of their own crimes. Now, you uh, are someone with a strong conscience. I mean, you went and copied 7,000 Department of Defense documents that revealed the uh, vile and ugly... revealed 23 years of deception by four different presidents of the American public as to why we were in Vietnam, why we were going in, what we were actually doing, what the costs would be, what the risks were. Every aspect of that was lied about, as is true today, of course, about the war in Iraq by our president and vice president and secretary of defense. Well, let me ask a, an inspirational question. There are those who will have access, listening to this show right now, to sensitive documentation, but would not know, eh, I don't know if I should do or don't do or what to think about it or what. But there must have been uh, one act or one thing or, or several uh, moments combined that uh, inspired you to do the right thing, to jump off the high dive into many millions of people's lives and actually uh, the result being that many lives were saved. Well, one key thing, uh, which is shared, I think, by by hundreds, if not thousands of people in the government today, was that I knew, unlike in, at that time, most people in the government in 1969, that a fifth president in a row, Richard Nixon, was, going, was reproducing the same deceptions and making the same threats of escalation, including, by the way, nuclear escalation, which, again, we're hearing definite threats of nuclear weapons used by the United States being on the table. Nixon was making those threats, but in those days, when people worried about the Cold, uh, the Cold War and the world blowing up, if one nuclear weapon was used, he had to make those threats secretly. Now people are less worried about it, and they really don't blink an eye when the president makes those threats openly. But in any case, in 69, then, I knew the war was going to go on, and it was going to get larger, as many people know in the government now. And I thought that would be a disaster, as many of those people do right now. One thing that was different was, for me, was that I did meet young Americans then who were going to jail in large numbers to express their refusal to cooperate with what they saw as a wrongful war, which I also saw. It hadn't occurred to me before I met a couple of those firsthand who were on their way to prison that uh, that was a risk or a cost I could pay myself, just as I risked my body in Vietnam, as so many are doing today. If the troops can take those risks, if I could have shared them when I was a civilian in Vietnam, why couldn't I uh, give up my career, give up my uh, freedom uh, to help end the war with some chance? When I saw it in that frame, it seemed to me obviously the right thing to do.
Carrie Harrison with you. We're talking to Dr. Daniel Ellsberg, who about 40 years ago copied over 7,000 pages on a Xerox machine of highly classified Defense Department documents, also known as the Pentagon Papers, and braved possible imprisonment to reveal the truth about the corrupt Vietnam War. We're talking about presidential impeachment, presidential skullduggery, everything that completely resonates with today's surreality. This brings us around, Daniel Ellsberg, to the obvious question, the elephant in the middle of the the mastodon in the middle of the room here. Given the unfathomable grotesqueries that we see happening in our government right now, whether it's Congress, whether it's the president, hookers, porn stars, bribes, emoluments, you name it. If we really found out the truth about all this stuff, whether it's Russia or if you're a person of faith and it's just grand infidelity. If we really found out about all of this stuff, could we depend, once it's public, for the government to actually do something about it? Would that be a sufficient information whoosh? It's a question that people ask me all the time, and I don't, and I ask it of other people. I don't really know why the Democrats, as a minority, are acting so passive and so afraid of their opponents. And public. The Republicans didn't act that way when they were a minority. You'd hardly know the Democrats existed as a, as a separate party. Why is the media being so compliant with government handouts? People say 9-11 uh, scared them of the, the, the charge that they would be called unpatriotic, uh, treasonous, weak, unmanly. Uh, Willie Brown, former mayor of uh, San Francisco, right. I asked that question of just the other day. And he said it was before 9-11. He thought the 1994 Republican sweep scared the Democrats that they had to become like Republicans to uh, uh, get in office at all. Now, it hasn't been very successful for them uh, in any of these elections, but they still seem to be doing it, except for a few exceptions, and I want to give them credit. You know, you were talking about heroes, and uh, thank you for including me in that class. The fact is, there are a lot of heroes in this country that have inspired me and inspire other people, civilians and military there aren't very many in Congress, or in particular in the executive branch. To find somebody who's willing to tell the truth at the cost of their career is very rare. And I think one thing we could do is to hold that standard up to our politicians and our officials and say, you're not doing your job uh, protecting the Constitution when you keep your mouth shut and your career's going rather than expose crimes and unconstitutional behavior. Uh, we're we're going to... Uh, show you at the polls they may not see the light but they'll feel the heat that's, that's what that's what we're getting at. directly to officials we the, have to offer them not that we can unelect them because they're not elected to start with and they probably won't be prosecuted uh if they keep their mouths shut they will be prosecuted by this administration if they tell the truth and that's a price they should be willing to pay or certainly consider paying when so many lives are at stake Carrie Harrison with you. We're talking to Dr. Daniel Ellsberg, the original whistleblower of the century and subject of the recent Spielberg film, The Post, starring Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. He's got a new book out called Doomsday Machine, and he's one of a still-living group who devised America's nuclear strike doctrines, and now we're in a position where we might actually have to think they could be deployed. Daniel Ellsberg, we've decided to start a RCL, that's a Reality Check Live whistleblower school, and we'd love you to mentor the young whistleblowers of this generation. I'd, I'd love to encourage and advise anybody. And I'm not going to be telling them, do what I did. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll be telling them, don't do what I did. 
don't wait till the war has started against Iran. Don't wait till we've used nuclear weapons before you come out. Don't wait for your memoirs. I didn't do that. But I did <laughs> wait a lot longer than I wish I had. You can stop a war if you tell the truth about what's going on in time. That's what I didn't do, and that's what I'm urging people to do. Thank you, Daniel Ellsberg, for letting us pre-record this interview with us. And thank you for your fortitude, your stamina, and all-American good civic engagement. Well, thank you, and I, I hope it'll encourage other whistleblowers to uh, hear your encouragement, because they really need to get a different set of priorities from what they're working with. Thank you. Kerry Harrison here with you, and we've been speaking to the whistleblower of the century, the Pentagon Papers, Dr. Daniel Ellsberg author of the recent book, The Doomsday Machine, Confessions of a Nuclear War Planner. RealityCheckLive.org Reality Check Live This station presents What If They Were Alive Today? February 12th, 1809, the 16th President of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, is born. Not only was he one of our greatest presidents, he was also the tallest. Lincoln was assassinated in 1865, but we ask... What if he were alive today? Ladies and gentlemen, introducing for the Washington Wizards, a 6-4 forward from the University of Illinois, he is the President of the Faith, the Great Emancipator, number 16, Abraham Lincoln! Join us again for another What If They Were Alive Today! NPR. This is All Things In Consider. Reality Check Live. Harrison with you. This is Reality Check Live. Live. The way we like it. And uh, we had quite a launch party last night. I'm sitting right next to Vic Jaramie. He is the editor and publisher of the Blunt Post. Also the LA Press Club Award finalist for his column 10 Questions with Vic. And he's the interface, the collaborator to hook us up with the LGBT community. I don't mean that literally, unless I do. And Vic, I'm glad you're here. That was a good one. It was a good one. Um, we had quite a party last night. Yes, we, had we did. Nichelle Nichols, who you're going to hear uh, momentarily. We had uh, Lieutenant Uhura from Star Trek. So we had tons of Star Trek fans. We had a big media wall. Um, this was the launch party of launch parties. It was kind of perfect. Just the right amount of people. Leslie Jordan from Will and Grace. Absolutely. Ronnie Kroll, actor and activist. Yep. And a voice we're going to hear in just a minute. Congresswoman Maxine Waters sent a personal note to her old friend, Nichelle Nichols, uh, Lieutenant Uhura, and which we read aloud. And it brought uh, uh, Nichols. She was very emotional. That yeah. was really awesome. Yeah. And the crowd. It was incredible. And a big shout out to Revolver for hosting us. Revolver WeHo. They did a great job, and you could follow us, by the way, anywhere on social media. You could check out some of the pictures and come and join the fun. We're going to have many, many more of these to come, and that's a promise. Facebook, Reality Check LV. Facebook is Reality Check LV. LV stands for live. Reality Check LV. Same thing with social media, at Reality Check LV. What is it? Yes, on Twitter. Please follow us on Twitter, Reality Check LV. That's right. Lots of updates coming up. It's going to be... Really busy coming up in the next few weeks. We're going to have a great time. And so coming up in just a couple of moments, we're going to be hearing from, well, Nichelle Nichols, Lieutenant Uhura from Star Trek. Also, Congresswoman Maxine Waters. We were going to have on Roseanne, but uh, try getting her. Uh, <laughs> let me just say it's complicated. But in a good yeah. way, it's going to happen next week. And we actually found out what happened with her politics. 
why the sudden uh, adherence, let's say, to a complete converse of what I used to know when I used to know her. You're going to want to hear that. Yes, and apparently it has something to do with no clothes and somebody whose last name is Limbaugh. Oh, my. It's very Roseanne. It's very Roseanne indeed, and that's next week. Don't forget, you can get a podcast of this on Spotify, iTunes, Apple, iHeartRadio. Yes, we're on AMs and FMs everywhere because of you and because of your supports. Now this. Reality Check. Live. Reagan. A Life in Letters is the publishing event of the year, but letters alone cannot tell the full story of America's greatest president. Introducing... Reagan, a life in post-it notes. Nancy, buy more jelly beans. P.S. Red jelly beans, good. Red commies, bad. Nowhere else could you find such a clear statement of our 40th president's values and opinions than on little yellow squares of paper stuck to the White House fridge. Nancy, please wash my overalls. Use Tide. P.S. Not the tide of Marxism that threatens our very way of life. Reagan, a life in post-it notes, chronicles his thoughts on politics, religion, and even sex. Dear Nancy, the Berlin Wall has fallen. And when I get home, so will that little lace number I bought you for our anniversary. P.S. Growl. Reagan. A Life in Post-it Notes is available at Boredom's Books. Buy your copy today and receive the bonus volume, Reagan. A Life in Grocery Lists. Eggs, milk, and what else? Oh, yes. Eggs, milk, eggs, News. Reality Check. Recap. I'm Mercy Malik. Trouble continues for Sinclair Broadcast Group, the media conglomerate that recently came under fire for forcing its news anchors nationwide to read a pre-scripted attack on rival news agencies. The Guardian reports that Sinclair Chair David D. Smith admits to visiting the White House last year to pitch Trump and other administration members on a piece of technology he wishes to force manufacturers to include in all new mobile phones, televisions, and additional devices. Smith claims that the meeting was not financially motivated, saying, quote, I just wanted them to be aware of the technology, end quote, but mandatory adoption of the product would obviously be a lucrative development for Sinclair. Critics accuse the broadcast group of conservative bias, which it denies, but Smith openly admits to meeting with candidate Trump during the 2016 campaign and telling him, quote, we are here to deliver your message, end quote. Do you think your workplace environment is tough or perhaps filled with slimy characters? Well, chances are good that you're still better off than one office in Thailand where giant lizards are falling from the sky. Yep. UPI reports that a monitor lizard recently fell through the ceiling in the accounting department of one office, landing uninvited upon a startled employee's desk. The woman in question reported that she and other nearby workers heard suspicious sounds emanating from above immediately before the surprise appearance of the massive reptile. The employees apparently screamed and fled, then contacted wildlife handlers from a judicious distance away. When the reptile specialists arrived, they located the monitor in a paper storage room where it was quite possibly hiding from the screaming employees. 
Officials report that the gargantuan visitor was later successfully relocated to its natural habitat in the wild, proving once again that office work is just not for everyone. For Reality Check Live, I'm Mercy Malik. News. Reality Check Live.org. Should I use Huggies, Pampers, or a cheap generic brand? Page 57. Do I wipe toward the front or the back? Page 84. How will I know when my baby's diaper is full? Page 1. L. Ron Hubbard's Diapernetics. The best-selling parental health book of all time. Read it or wipe with it. Reality Check Live with Carrie Harrison. Preventing truth decay. Truth decay. On Reality Check Live. The fact that he gave classified information to the Russians right at the White House is enough to make you sit up and think about impeachment. Next. Reality Check Live. Carrie Harrison here with you. This is Reality Check Live. One of the wonderful things that we get to do for you is give you FaceTime, as it were, with many of our more celebrated politicians. One of whom, who has become a stand-up, overt hero to so many, is Congresswoman Maxine Waters. I've had her on the air many times before, and she has proven to be a staunch resistor of just plain bad politics. We gave her the good news about our nothing less than an FCC coup here with Reality Check Live, getting on AMs and FMs and really trying to offer an alternative in a sea of crackling, static preachers, neo-Nazis and Klansmen. Asked her about the possibility of impeachment with Donald Trump and also brought her up to speed on this first show. Reality Check Live. Radio for the rest of us. How you know us Pacifica. Yes, yes, of course. How's it going? We have a shot to take over FMs in all five major markets. New York, L.A., Houston, Washington. We're putting together a special show. We're rebooting Air America, something that I did when I started the Gay Channel on Sirius XM. So we'd love to be able to have your help on that and get the word out in a real way in front of millions of people and have your voice on. Any and everything that I can do, I'm certainly willing to do it. You are so needed. It is so important for people to get information, and information in the way that KPFK and public radio can do. And so whatever I can do to be of assistance, I will be happy to. I love it. I'm, I'm horripilating in anticipatory delight. <laughs> Let's talk for a little bit about yes. Donald Trump here, yes. about the notion of impeaching him for yes. high crimes and misdemeanors. That's right. That's the responsibility of the Congress of the United States of America. I think that our investigations have been slow. We should have had an impartial commission uh, doing this, these investigations. I don't know where it's all going. The House is absolutely... Uh, unreliable. With Nunes as the head of the House Intelligence Committee, that's no good. And I'm even worried about Burr over on the Senate side who tried to redefine what the president said when he met with Comey. And so I've got to give some hope uh, to our new um, uh, counsel who has been identified and selected yeah. to go forward uh, with this investigation. And so Mueller, uh, I hope that he's going to be better than what we've seen on both the House side and the Senate side. Uh, but if not, the people can make the Congress of the United States do what they need to do and accept their responsibility. This man has already identified himself. I believe that, you know, 
the fact that he gave classified information to the Russians right at the White House is enough to make you sit up and think about impeachment. I also believe that we have enough information about his allies and their connection to Putin and the Kremlin and the oligarchs of Russia uh, to move with uh, impeachment. I really do believe that the Congress of the United States needs to accept this responsibility, and you're absolutely right. We define it. High crimes and misdemeanors determined by us. Okay? And just know, we have your back. There are 327 million Americans, minus a handful, who may not agree, but most of us are wide awake. Okay. We get it. Okay. And that you are here. Yes. That the helicopters are flying overhead, yes. that everyone sees it, is so important for yes. today and the future. Absolutely. And I'm just so pleased to be a proud of this today. This is another big step. Big step in, in bringing Washington and that, not the, the president of the United States, and his cabinet to their knees. That's what we need to do. Congresswoman Maxine Waters is a United States representative, congresswoman for California's 43rd congressional district, a member of the Democratic Party and the most senior of the 12 black women currently serving in Congress and is a member and former chair of the Congressional Black Caucus. RealityCheckLive.org Reality Check Live Is Congresswoman Maxine Waters. I've had her on the air many times before, and she has proven to be a staunch resistor of just plain bad politics. We... You know, you have to. You just have to love live, right? I roll with it. We're we're rolling with it. Um, so here's what happened. I love transparency. Best thing we can do is just be transparent. So, you know, that was obviously a recorded interview, and in the production, which is where you link all these things together to put it together, we've all vet, yeah, edited videos on our phones and maybe even some audio before. Sometimes there's something called a ripple edit. And ripple edits are fierce, ferocious, they have appetites, they have snarling teeth and hair on their palms. Not from doing anything naughty. Not from, you know, interdigitally... No one can say it better than you do. Well, I'm not going to say it because I'm a good person. But the short and long of it is the uh, Maxine came on twice. And we celebrate that. She deserves to be on twice. Now, that means that Lieutenant Uhura, Nichelle Nichols, who is supposed to be on right now, we can't play that because that, of course, we did uh, just a little while ago. And that was in the can, but it's going to have to happen next week. Or you're going to have to tune in. And you're going to have to tune in. Absolutely. And you're going to get to hear Roseanne. So... That's what I have to say about that, and I, it actually gives us a couple of minutes just to give out the website again. It is realitychecklive.org, realitychecklive.org, and our social media, and that's Twitter, Twatter, all of it, the whole soup, cat, and pizzas, at realitycheckLV. Absolutely. At realitycheckLV. Follow us, love us, we will love you back. We will love you back with condoms, we will love you back using prep. It doesn't matter. And t-shirts. And Don't t- forget oh, t-shirts. Yes. We have to talk about that. Okay, well, just a quickie. Little little genius idea, Vic and I, okay, I know, wrap it up. It was Carrie's idea, actually. So, the I am, and then a peach after it, impeach. Ooh. Yes. We have pictures of it on our website. Actually, or, uh, not on the website yet, but on Facebook. There's uh-huh. a huge album of pictures from last night, including all the bar- bartenders at Revolver wearing them. And what is our Facebook page? At Reality Check LV. So it's facebook.com slash Reality Check LV. All right. We will see you next week right here, right how, uh, wherever, wherever we are. 
KPFK. That's exactly correct. 90.7. Ooh, say that again. 90.7 FM. Now breathe it out. <laughs> All right. Harrison with you. We'll see you next time. This is Reality Check Live. In HD. RealityCheckLive.org.